0: This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by the Curiosity Box by Vsauce. The holidays are fast approaching, and it's always tricky finding the perfect gift for that science fan in your life. We've got you covered. They ship out a mystery box for science fans each quarter that has at least $85 worth of value for around $45 plus shipping. Every box has an exclusive t-shirt, science experiments, and a total of five to seven geeky science toys and gear. And the best thing is proceeds go to support Alzheimer's research. So just go to curiositybox.com slash probably science to order yours.
1: Probably science.
2: Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen, sat uh, relatively close to Andy Wood.
0: In the vicinity. In the rough vicinity.
2: We're we're definitely within the same building. It's a double guest day.
0: Yeah. Should we get straight into it? We should, yes. Waste no time.
2: Yeah. We've got um, returning champion, uh, friend of the show... And, and, and sitting in betwixt, sitting
0: in betwixt the two th- of you, I am but,
2: the buffer, but not dividing us. No, guy.
0: emotionally <laughs> there's no separation. <laughs> I'd say
2: almost just linking us more. I think I think I think you're enabling the bond between me and Andy. You're like I've, a catalyst. I've got the arm span. You so do. We're all connected. Maybe. Hands across the living room.
0: Oh yeah, we haven't been doing video, people as we usually all are holding hands when we record in yeah. the, in a circle. So
2: uh, for I've energy, for sweet. energy, it's just a good energy. Um, Canadian comic raised comedically in the UK and over here in LA and just released a brand
3: new comedy album yeah. Mr. Jason John Whitehead,
2: Hello! Hi guys! And our first French guest!
3: Bonjour! Well yeah technically French but I, I sound British so I whatever i say gives me more gravitas what are you so in this science podcast i'm gonna sound so clever even though <laughs> everything i say will be so stupid but all well, they're used to it now because they've they've
2: <laughs> they've adjusted to my accent and realized i'm a twat but um yeah mr eric Lampert, hello Bonjour. Of many nationalities so many how many uh, national how many countries are you
3: claiming well i'm legally now french british and american do you have american citizenship now oh not yet no okay but I'm, I'm getting there right
0: so I'm like I'm Now's the allies That's a good time to get in Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a never good time never better time it's great it's the greatest time to get into this country it's
2: also potentially a great time to be French give or take what happens right. in about a month
3: and a half <laughs> yeah. oh so, so embarrassing as well over there yeah, and and Britain, like the three worst
2: countries right now, from an election point of view. Uh, I should have married
3: yeah. like a Malaysian or so, some some somewhere just to go away from the, the West. My parents are
2: buying a new couch, guys, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the Whitehead household has moved up to a three couch household. Nice. So, uh, yeah,
2: Canada's Canada's doing everything right right now, so. while Britain <laughs> Britain and America have just gone horrendous, and <laughs> France is threatening but, to. But
1: then again, we just went for looks. Clearly, we what? just went. Uh, what are his policies? We don't know. But he's good looking.
3: It'll oh, work. Oh, he's man, very That man, man rock a sweater. So I'd so good rather good have man. a good looking racist leader than uh, the the orange one that we currently yeah. have.
0: Did you see, he was doing like one arm push ups or something, wasn't he? In Tai Chi. Uh, he's, <laughs> a, he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat that guy. <laughs> um,
2: Eric, before we get into stories, we like to ask, I guess, this and... We've already asked this of JJ. If you want to hear his background in science, then go back to episode one something. (laughs) Sure. Well, I don't know. You can search for it. Um, Eric, what, if anything, is your background in science? And I'll preface this with, I I know for a fact that last time we were hanging out for any prolonged amount of time, we both forwent a day of skiing to go to CERN instead.
3: That's right, yeah. Uh, Well, I... So I, I know quite a lot about paleoanthropology. Uh, okay. Just because I uh, I did a DNA test and I found out that I was 3.6 percent Neanderthal. And oh, I wonder oh. if that's more or less yeah. than Jesse, our currently absent co-host. I don't remember. 3.6 is quite high.
2: Yeah. Well, Jesse it's- has a very pronounced brown. He's always been threatening to get his D- his
3: Neanderthal DNA tested. Right. So he's probably he's got the brow. I've got the no chin. Thing which is a thing, oh, and then I've yeah. got the occipital bun, which is the, the the package, the pack at the back of the skull that soars more pronounced. Hitler thought that it made me more intelligent, <laughs> uh, not me personally, but just yeah. the, uh, an occipital bun. When were
2: you and Hitler <laughs> <are> hanging out?
3: <laughs> it was back in uh, Frankfurt um, <laughs> when I got my time machine. Uh, but I don't have any degrees or anything like that. However, um, two years ago, I decided to study um, astrophysics, uh, okay, and I actually got. All the equipment, all the all the, the readings from a uh, uh, open university back in the UK. Okay. And uh, I was gonna do I was gonna do the test, but every single week there's a brand new physics thing that I just can't keep up with the curriculum.
2: Well, I would have thought under at the undergraduate level, there's not that much that changes in the. In no,
3: the... It, it just it changes all the time. Really? And then if you watch like Through the Wormhole of Morgan Freeman, just there's so many theories out there that it's just I just decided to quit and just well, I'm gonna study French or something. <laughs> <laughs> just something easier for me.
1: Too many theories. That's your cutoff. I'll do science <laughs> like But really- I like to keep it to three theories or
2: below. Pick a lane astrophysics. Pick a lane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but how hard would algebra be if there was, like, a new theory of, like, the commutative property of uh, addition every week? And you had, yep. like, okay, now I have to, ah, oh, fuck, okay, is this now? Like, that's, <laughs> I, I thought the same thing you thought, man. Like, yeah, that wouldn't, I can't believe the fundamentals would be changing with every well, new story.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I know the fundamentals are, but I would have thought, like, at the level to which, like, an undergraduate degree would be learning, right. not that yeah. much would be changing. I th- would have thought it would be at more advanced levels, more at the forefront of it, but i happy to be wrong about that good well i'm glad that you're happy about it it's a very nice picture by the way that of a baby (laughs) you know
0: what this tv i uh i was tweaking some stuff and it was like do you want to connect the tv to facebook and i didn't know that's what it meant so now it's just displaying my facebook pictures when it goes through this (laughs) when nothing else is on the tv so it's let's see what comes up he has a
2: very large tv that he bought for his new apartment and currently it's a picture of i presume that's a baby you know
0: that's a baby I know well. It's one of my nephews. I think it's uh, probably Jensen. Oh, because of the size of the TV, the baby is our
1: size. The baby's head is bigger <laughs> than baby the baby is human.
0: A human baby. <laughs> being cradled by a giant woman. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the worst <laughs> thing that might come Chief up. Jim Gaffigan's it is. new album. Oh, it's all stuff that's on Facebook, so it can't. Nothing could can be that incriminating. But um, yeah, we're not going to we'll start see. seeing your sexy pictures. Depends. Uh, depends mean, who you're friends are with. Sexy, but yeah. Uh, is is that noise going to carry through? This apartment living, man, I'm not conducive to podcasting. Is that loud to you guys?
2: Um, it's not particularly loud to me. It might okay. come through as a slight bit of room tone to our
0: listeners. Well, guys, that's, that's the magic of West Hollywood.
2: So what did you find out about paleoanthropology?
3: Uh, well, the, just the... the the journey that uh, the homogene went you know so it started off with Australopithecus afarensis Uh, we think that it started in East Africa Uh, that's the most accepted theory and then it went to Homo habilis, who, who was the habilis means like handy. So he was the first handyman. He uh, started using tools. And then it went to Homo erectus, and then Homo erectus started spreading all over the all over the place. And the, these are the most. I mean, we keep finding more and more fossils. To this is another thing. We keep well. We had a story. Uh, I, th- I
2: can't remember if it was last week's episode or the episode before. But within the last two weeks, we had a story about um, yet another branch of early hominid that. Now is known to have intermingled with human, ge- with what we are now.
3: Oh, there's S- loads. There's just there's just so so many, so many. The, 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 the accepted ones a while ago was uh, yeah, Herbilis erectus, Hrdabegensis, and then Hrdabegensis split into two, which was sapiens and Neanderthal, Neander- Neanderthalensis, if you like. Yeah, and um, back
2: in, until fairly recently, like well within our lifetime, it was thought that Neanderthals uh, were an entirely separate branch that never intermingled with yeah. uh, what we are now. And now that's known not to be the case, but yeah, there's there's at least one, if not more, other things that were thought to be separate branches that have also interbred with us.
3: Well, there was like there's a Homo uh, something in, in Indonesia. There was a whole island just full of like f- you know hobbit-sized humans, uh, and they don't know how they got there either. Wow,
1: that's oh. interesting. Yeah, what,
0: what are some of the rest of the regional? Uh, Distribution of these other hominids you're talking about, like did they all kind of branch out initially? Most of them branch out when everyone. So it all starts off in like
3: Africa, yeah, uh, and then you know they they some of them went south, went north because the Nile was quite green at you know at the time time. it was fresh, like it was always like near the waters. So the the first four civilizations, if you think about, was uh, Egypt, Mesopotamia. Uh, the Ganges River and the Yellow River those were the, like the four main ones mm-hmm. and um, and then it spread like all over the place spread Europe uh, and then the, when the Bering Strait was still uh, a land bridge it it's spread all the way across there so South America was like the last touched place um, because uh, Sinas that's what Australia was called I think Sinas or some, something like that where you know Indonesia and stuff was, it wasn't as many islands because it's like what 1,800 islands now or Indone- Philippines in Indonesia. and Indonesia and stuff I have no idea about the number But I know it's a lot But before it wasn't that many And it was just That's how they got to Australia And then Australia yeah. got completely cut off Until 1800s Right mm-hmm. uh, But I just find it fascinating That you know Genetically you can You can See the journey Yeah yeah um, Very
2: quickly about- Is that you on the left. Oh, that is me. It's baby me. That's a baby Andy Wood. And
0: you can tell. It's a uh, giant, fat-headed baby Andy. You got a massive head on you. Oh yeah, whole family. My mom does it. My dad's side of the head has that. Well, you might have some Neanderthal. It's a, yeah. We well, we're talking test. about
2: like paleoanthropology, what's going on there? That is a big old baby head.
0: Did I tell you guys about how? My dad played football in high school. I must have told you this. I don't know. And they had to take the biggest size helmet and cut it down the middle and add a section to <laughs> no make it. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got big melons. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, because to this day, you, you, do you know what your hat well, size
0: is? I mean, it's impo- I can't. If I ever go out for a part that has a hat need, I'm like, you don't want me for this <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs> like, I, had, I had the opposite problem of you. I had a really skinny like slim head and so in baseball you know we had the adjustable hats yeah my head was too skinny could get it to stay <laughs> yeah it was on even if it was on the last
0: little mine's dot mine's on the last dot the other way, direction it <laughs> still
1: sat on the top of my head looked like a big bubble like a Mario Mario hat so that was me like this tall lanky kid wow that, yeah. that was is like that, a for me we would have so looked ridiculous if <laughs> yeah. we were friends is that think, why you've got long hair JJ yeah, yeah,
0: yeah
3: just to bit, like make, make yourself so look bigger it
1: probably has a little bit to do Your with the peacockings. from growing not with my wonky head yeah I used, yeah. I used yeah. to
0: have long hair and it did, I, think, I thought I did the opposite because like oh no everyone's going to assume the size is just from this he- yeah. long hair yeah. yeah that's
1: probably good for you but the long hair for me yeah it probably does make my head look normal size it yeah. pads, <laughs> pads out my width a little bit now hats can fit me
3: yeah totally yeah, did, I, did, uh, did, uh, did they call you JJ Pinhead at school aw oh, man why, why
1: are you going to do that to me it's really bad we get a last name like Whitehead too so it, yeah, it never, never stops
2: well, actually, I'm that's... sure wood is perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, actually, that, that sort of transitions nicely into a story that is a little bit of good news in uh, a week of not the best. Uh, did you guys know that Zika is no longer considered a global emergency?
2: Oh, that's not the story. I thought you were going oh,
1: to link. to No,
0: well. but well, we didn't talk about it. But I just read that a couple <laughs> days ago. And
2: Zika virus, so you started thinking of our heads.
1: Yeah, it's what, what, what makes
0: it? your You're It like, makes right, babies yes. have microcephaly. So yeah. yeah um...
2: I thought you were literally going to do the. Um... Was there another head story we had? Well, there's the bike helmet story. Oh, as well.
0: bike helmet! Jesus, two that's head where I stories. You were linking. <laughs> yeah, this one was just oh, well, an audible. Did you get to the Zika. The- yeah. oh, let's do, do the Zika
2: story because that's much bigger science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: ideas. the World Health Organization says that um, de- they have declared an end to uh, the global health emergency over the spread of the Zika virus on Friday, uh, prompting dismay from some public health experts confronting the epidemic. An agency advisory committee said it ended the emergency formerly known as a public health emergency of international concern because Zika is now shown to be a dangerous mosquito-borne disease like malaria or yellow fever and should be viewed as an ongoing threat met as other diseases are, sometimes with WHO help. So, I mean, I guess it's still a threat, but it's not a... uh, It's on the decline? Is that what that means?
1: (laughs) I guess. um,
0: Yeah. Committee members repeatedly emphasized they did not consider the Zika crisis over. They said they're not downgrading the importance of it. They're sending the message that Zika is here to stay, and the World Health Organization response is here to stay. And like all mosquito-borne diseases, Zika is seasonal and may repeatedly return to countries uh, with the Aedes aegypti mosquitoes that carry it. Individual countries facing serious new Zika outbreaks could still declare local emergencies, said Dr. David L. Heyman, chair of the advisory committee. But uh, other experts worry that the WHO's declaration might slow the international response to an epidemic that's spreading and lull people at risk into thinking they're safe.
2: Am I the only one who can't hear the phrase here to stay without thinking of some sort of bad 80s rap? <laughs> my, <laughs> name <is Zika>. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Zika.
0: I love shrinking heads in a major way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I, down.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, Miami
1: doesn't have seasons, right? That's why that's still... throws that's me. a point. Like, Are they saying that Miami... Because that's when you... That, it wasn't the virus mostly happening in miami
0: recently of of um, recent memory i forgot if that was pre-election obsession wasn't that what was going on no. yeah well i mean i think originally it was, it was south america so that's why brazil people were scared about the um the olympics
1: yeah sorry i meant the way it was the way it's coming here america. right yeah and i'm trying to think of whether um, that it was, was the still Stillwater in miami and yeah was a lot of they had little pockets that were like 12 city blocks wide eventually they opened up to oh the zika's here and oh
0: okay so, yeah, I'm sure it's, if it's there, it's still there. It's just not as, um, it's not, it's not worthy of the title of emergency anymore. Didn't we have
2: another story that someone sent in that was also related to Zika about how the malaria, how, how various malaria plans had helped mitigate the Zika effect?
0: Malaria plants? Plans. Oh,
2: plans. Oh, okay.
3: You'd have to search through your emails oh. for that because I'm currently on the phone. Oh, I'm got yes. on a mobile device. That's, that's the one thing I miss about the UK. No viruses survived out there. Just, they, they were like, <laughs> "We're not staying here. The yeah, weather is you guys, shit."
1: You guys don't even have screens in your windows. <laughs> I remember that blew my mind when I first moved to Britain. You can oh, you open oh, yeah. windows. You you have no screens or anything. So you actually have open air. You can jump through that windows. That didn't even occur to you're, me that that Your course. windows c- can often double as exits to the garden. Mm-hmm. Like like how do you get to your garden in your little crampy English flat? Oh, we just we just step through the window. <laughs> cuz it doesn't have screens or anything cuz you don't worry about
2: flies. No, the,
1: the only the only viruses that you humans like, could could uh, survive on your rainy It's islands. only cattle. <laughs> the, the, the
3: humans are safe in the UK, but cattle yeah. they're yeah. going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do your remember foot though. mouth in your <laughs>
2: I do remember a lot more wasps indoors than I think Americans have in oh, Canadians. Really? Yeah, I remember that just being like a mainstay of my childhood. It was just during the summer, there was always... Like, once a week, there was a wasp that got into the house and I'd run away and my mum would have to chase it out.
1: And yeah, you were a bit, little bit more suburbia, right?
2: Yeah, but like okay. there were always wasps
3: where I grew up. All right. uh, yeah, but in the UK, there's always a spillage of cider and stuff, so it's just an ideal place for like insects to thrive. Well, yeah, I remember... There's like a- just constantly in, in pubs and stuff, there's just insects everywhere, <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember
2: yeah. also there um like my primary school that there, there was like in the playground, there was just this this bin that was right next to where we'd line up to go back to school, uh like when like break was over, we had to sort of line up and then go back into the classroom in uh class by class, yeah, and um, and there was like one trash can that was there, and people would throw away like people would throw away apple cores and banana skins in there like in the morning, and like by like the second break time in the afternoon, it was just like, it was a wasp's nest. <laughs> like I just remember, it was one of my clearest <laughs> memories was just like, there was, like a swarm of wasp would just be buzzing around there because they just dart into the bin, eat like the apple core and then fly out again.
0: Okay. I did not even know I that's. I don't even know how you attracted wasps. That's what they eat. Yeah, and they want oh, trash. Like I sweetest.
2: just remember we always had to like <laughs> yeah. line up next to this thing and be like four feet away from just a swarm of wasps. <laughs> so I just stand there as nervous nine-year-olds. So, so, so you're
1: non-screen things then? Is it like is there a, a, an actual reason why? Or are you guys just lazy then? Like, you actually do have fly problems <laughs> we or wasp do, problems, definitely do. But,
0: but, but you, yeah, but it, but it doesn't you know, hurt. It's not to us. us. That's yeah. the thing, right? You know, Wasps aren't trying to feed off of you; they might sting. They definitely you. feel that way. They definitely, yeah. <laughs> but mosquitoes. I mean, growing up in Michigan, that is the most brutal summer in Michigan. Yeah, is, oh, they, yeah, that's true. They
1: are actually Canada, you are their food yeah, rather than we just. Have, yeah, do you guys have Black Fly Day here? You must Black have Black Fly so, Day. You must have had it in Michigan. Nobody. Do you have black fly? Every it just sounds racist. Every couple ahead. of years, yeah. every couple of years there would just be a, like an explosion of black flies. Okay, like, for two days or something like just. And it was, and it wasn't even. It wasn't like every summer on this. It was just every couple of years. And sometimes we even got a warning like, "Oh, it's going to be fly crazy." Okay, I'm just glad to hear while. it wasn't
0: the start of the Chinese shopping season because that would have been okay. Good. No. <laughs> Uh, I apologize for that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no, that, that's, I'm, I'm doing that joke on behalf of Jesse Case. I feel like if you were here. <laughs> well, there's. Okay, there's
1: can I, I'll, I will, okay. I'll jump on the back of that one, okay. too, and I'll tell you, tell you another one because in Newfoundland, um, they call mosquitoes uh, nippers. Okay. But in but when I as a kid so and I'm from Nova Scotia so I'm I'm from the East Coast as well. So nipper so we were co- like we knew that as a common name but I worked out in the Rockies when I was about 17 working in the Rocky Mountains and we were working at a gondola we were go- gondola at the Sulphur Mountain gondola and I worked with a couple of newfis and of course there's a lot of Chinese and Jeff, and of course, that's a slanderous term, but we hadn't. Well, us maritime Canadians okay. oh, hadn't. By the way, can I just say that yet. I thought this story so, was
2: going a lot worse than. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, so, so, we all, so, we're all relieved that the direction We're we're, right. we're, ushering, we're ushering a lot of
1: Chinese and Japanese guys out while the Newfoundlanders are getting attacked by mosquitoes and they're just yelling out, ah, oh, these nippers everywhere. And we had to explain, all the maritime Canadians had to be explained to listen, you can't use that term. For to I've describe to describe as... mosquitoes. I've never heard that as a racist term. Oh you haven't? No, no, no. Oh I have you met? I think it's uh
2: uh maybe nips. I think
1: nips. Yeah it's a it's yeah. a type of yeah, it's the haircut and mm, stuff. <laughs> <What? laughs> now it's getting worse. You haven't heard oh man, what this <laughs> probably racist podcast. <laughs> the uh... <laughs> Um yeah. Okay. Well, you can all look it up. I'm not going to sit here and well, start no. to explain. No, this the, uh, the, <laughs> r- a this term that I was trying to just turn into the awkward story from my
0: childhood. I think a, a bug that isn't racist that always makes me cringe when I hear someone uh, talk about it though is a chigger. <laughs> yeah, no. What it is, is it? pretty pretty close. A kind
1: of mite, kind of yeah. Yes. I well, don't but, know if you can... Wasn't it Ro- Roisin Conte, who's a great uh, British comedian, friend of the show, past uh, guest? Didn't she have a show called Snigger? Please. The a comedy show? Snigger, please. That's, Did she have that? I think, uh, unless it was her, I, I know, that I'm pretty sure it was her idea then or something, but I thought it was one of her shows. Not answer, that I'm
3: aware uh, of Snigger,
2: that. please. Um, very, very good. Time. Eric, what's your favorite racism?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like them all. I mean, it's so hard
0: to decide. You know, which, There's some good you know, anti-French you know, stuff out there, right? I mean, you guys have, you've dealt with your...
3: Yeah, there's there's lots of good. I mean, it also, the best one obviously is uh, Groundskeeper's Will, Groundskeeper Willie's uh, cheesy eating surrender monkeys. That's the best because <laughs> that's where it all started with him. Oh, that's um. thorough
0: how did you guys take it when uh, George Bush George Bush's America decided to start calling them Freedom Fries did that, did that hurt you to your we core we just don't
3: care like it's just so stupid like because the, at the time France was like what so because we're not going to an illegal right. war yeah, you're yeah. angry at the potatoes okay <laughs> like, whatever you want America whatever makes you happy
2: it's also it's not like France gets licensing money from the french fry. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. every chip that's made someone <laughs> has to pay a fraction of a cent. Oh yeah, Did, no. you, did uh, you
0: know there was uh there were like hate crimes committed against dachshunds during World War 2? Or at least I heard that and I didn't look it up on Snopes. It's like german dogs and then german shepherds were not called they were called alsatians instead during the war. Has anyone else uh, heard this? I'm making this up. I'm gonna have to Google
3: Dachshund. I wouldn't crimes. be surprised. I, you don't have to make it up. Just we believe you. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. believe <laughs> that Americans probably did that. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, there's a there's a proud tradition of
2: animals being <laughs> held guilty. <laughs> held <laughs> Actually, there is
3: one. Uh, there, uh, I don't know. Do you know? Do you know the Hartley Pull Monkey?
2: I think it's been mentioned on the show before. But oh, maybe, if mate. not, it's, it's one
3: cr- of my favourite stories of uh, a ship that was passing uh, in the North Sea, like uh, north, north of England, and uh, the English sort of sunk the ship and everyone drowned. But there was one survivor, and it was the the captain's friend, and he was a monkey. <laughs> okay. And uh, they put the monkey on trial. Uh for being a spy. For for being a spy and the, the monkey was obviously replying in monkey talk and they thought that it was French. <laughs> so they were like He's talking French <laughs> It was it just can't amazing, be real <laughs> so that, No it's genuinely true and then there's a statue in Hartlepool, UK, of a monkey uh as a as a homage oh the God. people of oh, Hartlepool wow. are
2: still nicknamed monkey hangers. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. They hang the monkey, which
3: sounds—that's the race. I mean, that sounds pretty racist as well. But it's, it's like an actual—it's just like no, you guys they, did that.
0: Yeah,
2: they—they so they literally put a monkey on trial and hanged it. The <laughs> spy. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, uh, clearly it hasn't been mentioned on the show before because Andy has no recollection. Uh, no,
0: it doesn't sound. From, no, I don't
2: I'm think gonna, it has. I'm pretty. Sure I'm going to that, but I'm pretty sure that's true.
3: Yeah, no, I, okay. I, I went to Hartlepool uh, when I did a gig, and I went to to pay my tribute to, to the statue. <laughs> Um, wow. because as a French person I, yeah, you know, you know, he, might, a he might not be a homo sapien but he was a relative it he was, was a cousin an emotional Frenchman that monkey must have been so confused <laughs> <laughs> Just,
0: what is happening <laughs>
1: Survived
3: that
0: my. oh by the way I looked uh, Wikipedia says during World War II uh, some German names were changed sauerkraut became liberty cabbage German measles became liberty measles oh jeez hamburgers became liberty sandwiches and dachshunds became liberty pups
3: oh Can I just quickly say as well, another animal that got hung uh, for a crime was an elephant. Uh, I can't remember when, uh, but I think it was in America. An ele- a whole elephant was hung by a crane because it killed its trainer. I think. Um, yes, that is true. That's true,
2: right? It, um, there's, there's, there was also um, it was Edison electrocuted some ele- electrocuted an elephant.
3: But that
0: wasn't for crimes they committed. That was. Well, just I think they
2: actually learned. did put it on. Like, they, they gave a justification. Oh, okay. But uh, but the point of it was to prove that AC current was dangerous. Oh, I yeah, I remember that. Because there was a... Yeah.
0: Tesla was AC and uh, Edison was DC. Yeah,
2: and he was trying to show that DC current is the safe way to go because AC can electrocute elephants and kill them.
0: There's wow. a there's there's a photo of this elephant hanging. This happened in Irwin, Tennessee in 1916. And I kind of can't believe that it even works because it doesn't have a, a discernible neck. It sort of seems like those dogs that have to have
3: harnesses instead of just collars because there's no... Just imagine just being a, like a bystander, just watching this unfold. All right, guys, lift lift uh, the, the elephant up. I, Thick neck. I can see like in the short term
0: when something bad happens, you lash out. Like, like if I stub my toe, I might like punch the wall, you know, or <laughs> d- d- punch the thing that I, I know it's not going to, but then five <laughs> seconds later, I'll be like, well, that's not a thing that had any responsibility for what happened. I can't really be mad. This is like a measured Response after the tra- tra- trainer was trampled. Like, okay, we still have to hang this elephant. Like, but
3: the thing what? is, evidence suggests that uh, uh, many animals are actually very, very clever and very aware of their surroundings. So maybe that elephant knew exactly what it was doing and deserved it.
0: Oh, but, I mean, yeah. maybe
3: if it was a dangerous thing and it had to be put down, that's one thing, but, like, the most <laughs>
0: elaborate the way of it... elephant was going it. on a
1: rampage just uh, <laughs> sitting on people left and right. By the
2: way, um, a little side note, that in Hartlepool, the... Local football team's mascot is a monkey called Hangus.
0: Oh, my God. Hangus.
3: They're awesome. really rubbing it in the monkey's <laughs> <laughs> in the face. Poor monkeys. They go through one of them a week.
2: Every week it's ceremonially hanged in the,
0: uh, the halftime show. Oh, my God. This is considered a lynching of this elephant. Wow. Okay, I'm going to post this story over on probablyscience.com or in the show notes. If you're, watching, if you're listening to the show um, through the podcast app and iOS, you can always tap on the picture and see all the show notes and links to stories, by the way. Wow, there's a lot to this elephant story. This is worthy of an entire episode in the future, maybe. Yes. Oh. Okay, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. It's
1: the uh, breakaway elephant. It's rebelling. It's hey. <laughs> the rise of the elephants.
3: Uh, but yeah, Yeah. Zika.
2: Good news
0: (laughs) on Zika, at least. If if bad news on. uh, Should we? Should we do the?
2: Let's briefly do the bike helmet story.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cool.
2: This is cool. Was this one that Tom Drummond sent in?
0: I think so. Yes.
2: Uh, It's one of the. It was the winner of uh, Dyson does uh, like a design challenge thing every year, Uh, the James Dyson Award winner, and this is a bike helmet made of paper, made of waterproof recycled paper that folds up. It's like a honeycomb shape show you there. Oh, it's it's like a fan, right? It's
0: kind of, yeah, like a three-dimensional... Yeah, Yeah,
2: it almost looks like that. It almost sort of... Or like one of those sort of paper craft things that... uh, And is this supposed to protect you out of paper? Apparently, yeah. Uh, Well, I don't think it is paper.
0: No, it's It's paper. paper.
2: It's made from...
0: Really? Yeah, if there's enough of it, I mean, that's... uh, Yeah, and the strength in its sort of honeycomb lattice shape. There's
2: a honeycomb lattice for strength, and it's sort of like end on is where the... Sort of compression is where the, um, uh, it's designed to
3: crush, I guess, if you get hit by it. I guess it makes sense, like, because paper beats rock, so if you're going to fall off a bike... <laughs> yeah, paper covers yeah. rock, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't fit on your dad's head, though. No, they'd have to p- paste in some additional paper. Sections, <laughs> really, like, A6 but, yeah.
0: piece of paper. Mm-hmm.
2: They, um, it wouldn't fit on my head at all. I'll just be rocking back and forth. It's designed. <laughs> it's designed particularly with uh, ride sharers like bike share yeah, schemes yeah. in mind.
3: Uh, but have you guys seen the the, the bike helmets that uh, uh, automatically inflate as soon as you go off your your bike? No. So there's a motion sensor that if you were to go off your bike. The helmet I knows have, that you're not this. going at a speed on a bike. You're actually going off, and before you hit the ground, the like a like an airbag, it will inflate your entire sort head. Of, it almost looks like a sort oh, of wow. it almost looks like a neck pillow that you wear,
2: uh-huh. so you don't actually look like you're wearing a bike helmet. But then, if you if just before you have impact, it sort of comes around your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's how does it know? I mean, uh, I've got a Fitbit, yeah.
1: and it doesn't even know when I am moving. Sometimes, So See, I'm not sure I am sure. I don't know if I be confident, and <laughs> I could launch myself off my bike. And yeah, my, I do wonder,
2: my like, my if a jerk movement, work. but that would, but, but that is it. That is an interesting idea because there is, um, there is some good evidence that bikes, bike helmets aren't always the safest things to wear. Like, it's weird. It's one of those sort of weird statistical anomalies like where... A,
1: like the theory of, like, a football fitting, helmet, like football players, the way they bash each other in the head. Yeah, they're um, not, it's um, similar.
2: Yeah, so people wearing bike helmets take more risks, and also drivers are apparently more cautious around people who aren't wearing helmets. And also, you just don't look cool with a helmet, right? And that's so the that's real that, cost, you like, so know. That's, that's like, the real cost. If you're gonna die, you going to die cool. <laughs> a lot of epidemiologists <laughs> recommend not wearing a helmet but smoking a cigarette. Are like the two safest ways to be cycling because you look like double cool.
0: <laughs> so the French are the safest people in the world, the French, right? Uh, if you have a baguette, yeah,
2: you would, so French, uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah, a baguette and, uh, and some onions wow. around your
0: neck and. Look at th- I just looked up the He's airbag got this thing. video it's, of this guy.
1: But cool. this guy is falling shoulder first yeah, though. He is yeah. like he just land on his shoulder, which is not how a lot of bike mm. accidents It
2: does also look happen. ludicrous and does leave you open to like in a road rage incident if someone
3: just if like, <laughs> someone just slaps you and your head just inflates. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I don't know if you've seen um uh this is, might be just a British reference uh, for Matt, but anyone can just google it and youtube it. Uh the the Brass Eye episode uh, the the pedophile episode oh god yes yeah. where so great. I know where that so uh, well. the the woman goes uh and th- kids are fitted with uh anti-pedophile canisters where if a child screams uh, the canister blows up into seven litres of pressurized sewage <laughs> and I'm like yeah. that's such a great safety thing
0: god that show is yeah, yeah we should uh, if people haven't seen Brass Eye you have to look that up I assume you can find it on YouTube yeah. Yeah. I show a lot of it's yeah.
2: now online yeah, yeah. Um, that episode is the best it's when that the guy
3: goes undercover dressed episode. as a school yeah. <laughs> we really must get him he yeah. really is a shit <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, I love him Isis Schiffer is the brains behind it. She has. uh, She hopes to sell helmets from vending machines for $5
3: each. Her name is Isis? Her name is Isis, yes. They're branching out, man. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, it's not just uh, bombs, it's also safety (laughs) while cycling. You know, you want to make sure that your bomb gets to the destination. Yeah. So. (laughs) Uh,
2: And it, it folds flat, this helmet. It, it does, folds up like a fan, doesn't it? Like a, I will yeah. be honest, it does look pretty stupid. But...
0: but, I mean, yeah, if it was something that was just... You could then, yeah, fold it up, put it back in the thing where you picked exactly, up the bike. You, you have, have to, carry you a have to
1: weigh, it, weigh yeah. it up, if don't you? Just, yeah. If you're only going to be on your bike for 20 minutes, but you're going to be walking around for yeah, five hours, do you want to have backpack. a bike helmet on, like attached to your belt? Or mm-hmm. do you want to just be able to slip it in your back pocket?
0: Totally good work isis oh. you could take that soundbite and do with it as you will people. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's awesome it's a good news week what,
2: what <laughs> have you what know. have you got for us Andy?
0: um well i was going to talk about i guess as long as we're yeah let's talk about space poop is that cool with you? Oh, space wow. poop.
2: I'm yes. cool we're talking about space poop.
0: NASA is calling for better spacesuit potty systems. This is according to space.com. That's their verbiage, potty. Um, so sometimes the call of nature is really urgent, and if you're in a spacesuit, obviously, you can't easily rush to the bathroom. That's why NASA has created the Space Poop Challenge. The agency is asking innovators to create fecal, urine, and menstrual management systems for spacesuits that would work up to six days. There's up to $30,000 in prize money up for grabs. That doesn't seem to make that much prize money considering how crucial this is. But um, NASA astronauts wear diapers to take care of their bodily needs while they're launching, landing, or spacewalking. However, these diapers are only good for a few hours. Sitting in poop, urine, or menstrual fluid for more than that is bad for your health and your backside. It
1: must be some really awkward conversations up there? Yeah, yeah. I just like looking somebody that, like, in the it. eyes, going, "Are you? Are you?" Yes, I am. Well, that's <laughs> only when on. you're
0: when they're on the when they're not in doing spacewalks. They have systems, they have systems in place. They don't have to always be pooping their pants <laughs> <Yes>. on the <laughs> spacecraft. But uh, yeah, when they're in the suit, they I guess just have to do that. Um, future I mean, missions- they're, they're
3: very lucky that, you know, in, behind the helmet, because the helmet is always protected from the, the sun, so you can never see their face. You know, like when <laughs> right, when right. you're peeing or pooing in, in the sea, right? Yeah. You can always tell someone's doing it because of their face. They're just frozen. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just really concentrated. But uh, at least behind a space helmet, they're you know, you can safely do it yeah, without yeah, yeah, judgment.
1: Yeah. Smell your own farts.
3: but
0: smell. Yeah, I wonder how the smell thing mm.
3: works. Well, actually, this is one thing that I... I really want to buy for myself because I fart quite a lot um, you can buy mint patches it was like uh, charcoal inserts to, for to, you. yeah you can add like inserts into your underwear so when you when you fart it goes through this filter and it smells like mint oh my god I'm
0: pretty sure that was a Saturday Night Live sketch in the 80s and now it's
1: become <laughs> yeah, reality it's real.
0: <laughs> I think I've seen Japanese infomercials for them like bike shorts that have them built in Right, like, so it's like tied up against did it. you fart yes I did thank, thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so considerate of you.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so astronauts wear diapers to take care of their needs. Um, and future missions may require long duration waste management for use by a pressurized suited crew member. NASA wrote in a statement on HeroX, a website where people organizations can host incentive based competitions. In the event of cabin depressor- depressurization or other contingency, crew members may need to take refuge in their launch and entry suits for long duration. 144 hours, according to the statement. The crew member will have less than 60 minutes to get into and seal their spacesuit to ensure the crew member's safety. The solution the proposed system needs to take no more than five minutes to set up and integrate with the spacesuit. Further complicating the challenge is the requirement that the system work in microgravity in a pressurized spacesuit. That means would-be designers need to contend with floating water and debris that everybody really, really wants to keep far away from human orifices or vital spacesuit systems. And the new system will be designed for NASA's Modified Advanced Crew Escape Suit, an improvement on the orange spacesuit used for shuttle launches and landings. That suit is expected to be used by astronauts on the Orion spacecraft. The deadline to submit is December 20th, guys. Winners will be announced January 31st, 2017. You can see all the guidelines and rules on the website HeroX.com slash SpacePoop. I want to see one of our listeners win this thing. So, guys, if you've got a good space poop idea...
3: Visit HeroX.com. So they need, Thank you, Andrew,
2: for sending that in as well. Yeah.
3: They need like a suit. They need a, a sort of diaper that <clears throat> makes it easier for them to be well, out on long walks, see, right? This is, this is you thinking inside the box.
0: Diaper? Who knows what it's going to be? They just well, I was thinking way.
3: airlock. Right, so you have you have they they're they're allowed to freely poop okay into like a sort of box right that's behind them. So the butt is attached like like a separately. So They to the always residency. have a box by their butt. And then okay. and then like uh, as soon as they poop, the, uh, like a a wall uh, like a door would close, and then a door to the space would open up, and the poop could just f- gently float away. Okay, so there's that's like right. an airlock system between the butt and the space. My first thought was, well, what if
2: you're working near to them? Is that something you want to risk being hit by? (laughs) But then my next thought is the second it goes into space, it's going to freeze and dehydrate. Well, it'll boil first.
3: Would it boil? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. All the water in it would, yeah, yeah. All the water in it would boil off. Right. And then any solids left would be left as like a frozen solid. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
3: you don't want you don't want like another sequel to Gravity where like, no,
0: like, <laughs> this is what they do <laughs> now, right? Get... They don't they don't they don't take it around with them like as it stands now. Like fr- from spacecraft from the ISS, it gets it gets sent it's out. It's evacuated. Space. And... No, I don't think it does. I I could be wrong about this. How's Matt
1: Damon gonna grow his potato? Wasn't this in Packing for Mars? I am um, I'm yeah.
2: pretty sure. I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure all of the waste. Firstly, they reclaim all the water from it. Uh and then it's packaged what's left like as solid mass is packaged and then becomes like a with the rest of their waste like with the rest of their general like garbage Mm. which is fairly minimal I think they try to keep waste to an absolute minimum but the waste uh, all gets packaged and then at some point when they're like at some point it is eventually jettisoned and it burns up in the atmosphere
0: Okay. But it's not
2: jettisoned straight into space, it's jettisoned to it's used back out of orbit, it's dropped out of orbit and sent to burn up in the atmosphere.
3: What if they, like, human centipede style, just insert, <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> insert, like, a tube up their anus, so it's nicely attached there, okay, and then anything that they secrete just automatically goes somewhere else, and you just constantly have, like, a little tail. I think that you're, you're saying um,
1: that there's an actual <laughs> possibility well, no, in 20 I, years. But yes, I've got my surgically Oh, why
3: surgically. can't like why can't the poo go to a, a, a somewhere in the suit that would be used as fuel? Like the poo poo is a fertilizer, right? So you could essentially use it as fuel to use it like to propel yourself uh, in the suit. I don't know can't, can't it be used as a fuel? Mm, can't it mean, just automatically burn into the suit? I don't soup? think it can just bur-
0: uh, It can be used things.
3: as a fuel
2: but I think that requires a level of machinery that takes more space than you,
3: like more room than you have. Okay, a tube straight to the mouth. I mean, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm never going into space with you God, man, little you little get bit. some <laughs>
1: weird experiment so we're gonna, yeah, that we're out here I'm in mean, ideas, I man I got an idea, so, uh,
2: You are in ideas, man <laughs> No one can take that away
3: from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, what, what the, if you put it in a Schrdinger's box so the poo is there and, and it's also not, there, not there, there? at the same time. Yeah, right? as long as the
0: box is closed, does it have poo in it? That could be a solution.
3: I think you would know, though.
0: <laughs> I'm not pretty sure. Matt, weren't there early devices they talked about in Packing for Mars where, or didn't they used to like, catheterize astronauts and they're like, this is just too much of a hassle and they... I
2: have I have not yet read Packing for Mars. Oh, okay. Well, I have it all queued up, ready to go.
0: It's a great book and uh, past guest Mary Roach wrote it. Excellent. And guys, yeah, seriously, I, I really hope some listeners submit space poop challenge ideas and copy us when
3: you send them in so we can read them on air. I dare them to think of any more than what I... I came I, up with, like, five. I've been searching for reasons
1: why I couldn't be an astronaut. Now I think I've
0: just realized. Just I, th- I think you've probably... Eric's probably come up with messy. all the possible ways. <laughs> 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 yeah. Short box, uh, airlock, and um, burn it inside. Why do, you want, why do you want to burn things inside your suit again? <laughs> <What's that? laughs> to
3: fuel it. So, like, because spacesuits <laughs> are getting more and more technical technologically advanced right, right. that you can like propel yourself with him mm-hmm. or you know maybe this maybe this like the the visor could be a screen like made a, of poop like like an iron man right but how how are you fueling it we, <laughs> we so poop, 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 okay, okay. poop fueled energy that's that's smart oh you know what you're laughing now but in <laughs> give me 10 years i know, 10 like, years. i'm going to be an american citizen that's in 2 years <laughs> and in 2 years i'm going to apply to work at nasa and Yeah, and you're going to be the only one who smells like shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to training. What's up with this guy? Oh, he's just—he's trying just let him. (laughs) uh, (laughs) he
2: has his own (laughs) fuel
1: ideas. Hey, tell you what, NASA has
3: weird jobs. There is one job, I think, uh, Cape Canaveral, where uh, there's one guy who's hired to uh, clean all the alligator poop and uh, chase all the alligators from the runways.
0: That's important. That's the most important job, arguably. That's uh, but that's like
3: one job. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because if an alligator accidentally gets onto the rocket with you, and then you're stuck in space with an alligator, that'd be terrible. Unless yeah, you freeze it. <laughs> like, <"Ooh." laughs>
0: I could see that being like a buddy comedy, too. Yeah. I could see that being like a... What's that Clint Eastwood movie with the orangutan? or a truck <laughs> <out there? laughs>
2: We gotta get this motherfucking alligator off of this motherfucking spaceship.
3: <laughs> nice. I wouldn't All be right. surprised if Hollywood did a film like that. Oh, I'm sure they oh, I'm have. Sure. I, I mean, this, mean there's, there's, there's already five, sharks in space now, isn't it? Isn't, it? isn't that like the fourth? Uh, yeah, installment mm-hmm. of oh, Sharknado. Yeah. Oh, right. There was a there was the Jason in
0: space Friday the 13th oh, was installment, that? like Jason it X was, or yeah. Jason 11 or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: it was Jason X, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: So
2: All right. Cool. Final checks before we start putting the astronauts into the rocket. Johnny, will you get your alligator out of the control room? I've told you a million times. <laughs> Hey, it's not doing anyone any harm. I don't care. You get that alligator out of here. I don't care that you're the best damn science calculator that we have in NASA. Science calculator. Yeah.
3: You were trying to th- you were trying really cl- quickly to think of like uh, an actual job, right?
2: Oh no, no, I, I chose I chose wisely. <laughs> I chose attention. <laughs> Um, so we'll I- go for the second best person if you don't get this alligator <laughs> out of here. <laughs> uh,
0: Matt, do you want to talk about the possible science upside to a Trump presidency, or do we want to avoid the topic
3: altogether after last week?
2: Well, we we were going to briefly discuss stuff about that,
3: but I don't know. Nah. Okay. Uh, well, the, the one I mean, the the one, the only thing I can think of is he's a climate change denier, uh, which has scared the rest of the world who aren't climate change deniers, and so they will work harder. Uh, to not only combat climate, but also not work with America. Yeah. Yeah. Which will affect trade, which means that he'll have his hand forced to work against climate. I mean, it's already too late in terms of, like, the the world will be warmer by 1.5 degrees by 2020. Um, And that's already, like, going to do damage.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, My, uh, yeah, any of those arguments, though, about the sort of rebound effect of, uh, like, this will increase the opposition... Uh, an opposite but that's the yeah, only. That's the only thing I, can I know, think of. That's know, the only I, positive I can think but of. But like, I, I get that. I just always am. But it's not uh, going to be immediate, is it? Yeah, it's like the way people are like this is going to mobilize the left and, like, it's going to cause a change in the world. It's like I don't. Half the time, it fucking doesn't. It just makes everyone deeply sad and shifts everything, a bit in the wrong direction for quite a
3: while. Right. Right. Um, yeah, but because of the Paris Agreement, the Paris Climate Agreement. Uh, I think that his hand will have to be forced to actually do something about
0: uh-huh. climate. Well, I guess yeah. maybe this is a, a cheerier topic in terms of this backlash conversation. Do you want to talk about that correction we got from a listener, Matt? Yeah, that's a great story. So we've been talking uh, in the past about how there's this backlash effect that's a psychological phenomenon where the more you present somebody who's got an entrenched belief with facts, the more they're going to like, kind of double down on what they originally mm, thought and be messing that, Yeah, yeah. Change and we've their talked mind. about
2: this quite a few times on the show where confirmation bias probably well, sort of is that- almost more than confirmation bias where um there was one study that was talking about how best to deal with uh vaccine skeptics and we've talked about this on the show quite a few times about how it was shown that if people who are denying or who are wrongly claiming that vaccines are dangerous are shown evidence that proves they're wrong actually it further entrenches their views um,
3: but does that matter? I mean I'm I'm a bit of a dick when it comes to that. I feel like fine, don't get vaccinated. At some point your ideas will die out. Well, right? Like
2: I I disagree with you not just, just because bit, with like, other things maybe, but vaccines vaccines specifically. And we we talked about this quite a bit last week as well, but like vaccines specifically work because of herd immunity. And this is the problem with vaccines. Like the problem with vaccines is this is a sort of socialist idea in that it requires it requires the majority of people to sign on to the idea; otherwise, it doesn't work. If a small, if a significant minority of people don't go along, then it massively diminishes the effect. So, like, I, th- I can't remember what the percentages you need for herd immunity for something like measles, but we're in danger of dipping below it and have already dipped below that level in certain communities. And it, and it
0: doesn't require you to have everyone; it just—it's probably still a minority that can be unvaccinated that can suddenly. Yeah, Make but if that whole...
2: minority grows too big, right. then suddenly herd immunity is lost right, and, right. and this illness can spread rapidly throughout the community. Even the people that are vaccinated? Even the people that are vac- vaccinated, because vaccines aren't 100% perfect, they right. have a percentage of work, which again is one of the reasons why you need herd immunity.
3: Right, but, that's interesting.
2: But also, vac- But also for the community, it's important for people who are either too young to have the vaccines or immunocompromised. Okay, and those people are protected by herd immunity. That's so, interesting
3: because like, I'm because uh, like I'm actually vaccinated for I think everything, right? Because uh, when I had to go, uh, I had to go do some work in Kenya, uh, and then when I applied to become American as well, I I don't know if you had to do the same thing. I haven't done the green card, so right. Uh, so I actually have to be vaccinated. For, for quite a lot of things For pretty yeah. much everything Yeah even, I've, got, even, I've even got rabies And everything I've got Yeah you've got to have Like
2: yeah. the hepatitis Which most people Don't have to have Unless they're like Medical workers So
3: I'm like A proper superhero I'm so like yes. like, like vaccinated For everything yeah. But I didn't realise About the herd immunity thing
2: Yeah the, they're the two key things Firstly vaccines Still aren't 100% perfect You can You can for example Be Still get certain diseases Even when you have Been vaccinated It's rare but it can happen mm-hmm. uh, Vaccines massively reduce the chance and also reduce the effect of them when you get them um like you uh like you don't get a serious aversion but you can still get it but that but vaccines make it incredibly unlikely that you will get it because most of the community has it so it's just it's removing it's removing the medium that the the viruses or bacteria can grow in which is people Mm-hmm. Like you're removing their feeding grounds so that they die out. Yeah, but if right. but if enough people don't have the vaccines, it then can they evolve, can evolve, right? Well, they can also get pockets of where they can survive, mm-hmm. and then people who've had the vaccines can sometimes get it. But more importantly, uh, babies that are too young to have had the vaccine yet can get it. Um, <sighs> people with babies, man. People who've had cancer treatment <laughs> or other viruses that make you immunocompromised, like yeah, HIV, right. or things like that.
3: Can I mean, be- as you're talking to me about all the, these people can be compromised and stuff, I'm just hearing, oh, racism. <laughs> the, the worst virus of them all. <laughs> Which is why we have to
2: vaccinate ourselves. It's just spreading on, yeah. Twitter,
3: it's spreading on Twitter,
2: man. Um, spreading on Twitter. So yeah, that's that's two episodes in a row where I've gone on a vaccine rant, and I don't regret it. Uh, but yeah, we, we've talked about this rebound effect yeah. where people... Um, when you give them
0: facts, it you give them facts not only doesn't help, it does the opposite. Yeah, so. it
2: further makes them it further entrenches their views or so we believe we just had a story that was tweeted at us yeah. by who, um no, but sure i read that as
3: i read that as well a couple of times i, I think even i fucking love science uh ended up doing an article about it which i feel is a fairly reputable yeah. science place to to get an, information at least uh, as much as we are was, and <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah like <laughs> yeah, well, it <clears throat> I know people have their criticisms of that website, but they certainly are
3: they're doing better job than than yeah, us. many just, other. i'm sure we have,
0: I'm sure random. we've covered way more bunk stories than they have <laughs> accidentally before being corrected but um so this is a story someone tweeted at us that is in in New York magazine, and they talked about how i mean the, the the first couple paragraphs is about you know lies in in the past presidential campaign. Um, and the fact that fact checking has appeared distressingly impotent this campaign season. There's been no yep. short, shortage of focus on lies, this with is, countless yeah. outlets debunking yeah. them. But this is listener Carly, by the way, okay. aka at Tumorhead. Oh, that's right, at Tumorhead.
2: Uh, Great handle. Um, but, but yeah, this is definitely a validity when we're talking about like people who are presented with direct evidence that Donald Trump is a liar or a cheat, all those right. kind of things, and the people who are already predisposed to not yeah. want to believe that. Dismiss that evidence.
1: Right. I got in an argument before the election with somebody at my gym who uh, thought that Hillary wanted wants to microchip everybody, and that was their health program. I'm, I'm and sure, and there's I'm, an, and an article that says a, that. Yeah, yeah, and then he's got the circle, and I'm like, "There's no. How do you refute?" The, just the spread of misinformation yeah, when it's ninety percent of what some people see on their Facebook feed about and then believe. Week, yeah, and it's, I only thought this morning I was thinking, well, the only way to refute it is to join them and have misleading articles as well, but yeah, that lead I, to the truth. Yeah. So that when somebody has a lying article, so if you if you if you know the honest truth, you should copy that article ten times and have yours up there just too. SEA, just but, search engine oh, optimize your yeah, article. Yeah, but
0: hopefully when they click on the link, yeah.
1: it'll go to yours
0: saying not true, and that's, then have the That's truth part of there. what Google's been doing to try to fight ISIS recruitment. That's what I am. Is is yeah. like try to find the sites that uh, I forgot how the algorithm works, but basically just try to like flood would be. ISIS recruits with like propaganda uh, about how ISIS is it not so cool, guys? ISIS isn't as cool as you might think. Have you guys seen a movie Pontypool? No, no.
3: Uh, it's it's like a zombie movie. Oh wait, I have uh, the radio station. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a zombie movie, but uh, the virus is spread through language, uh, which is it sounds <laughs> really weird. But I've watched it three times. I actually it's quite like movie. it. Yeah, it's yeah. a quite a good horror film. Okay, uh, and it takes place in like a remote part of Canada, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's really good. And it just reminds me of like everything that's happening now where people are just reading one article and like, hey, here's the article. And then it just spreads like a virus. Yeah. Like yeah. And that's
0: sort of an Alex Jones uh, character is like the main radio shock jock guy. Yeah. It? But
3: like, he's well, he's not Alex Jones in I that. Mean, like he's angry and spreading weird hate. But yeah, uh, yeah he's a he's a radio DJ. Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting. Hmm. That's
0: worth checking out. Okay, so okay. yeah, any- so um, like we all know that the, the lies, the fact that one one candidate had a lot more dishonesty, that didn't seem to sway people. Still thought Clinton was even less trustworthy somehow. Um, so yeah, it's, because of all this, it's been a fascinating, disturbing time for anyone interested in the question of how political misinformation spreads. Um, yeah, one common explanation is what we talked about, the backfire effect, which was first described in a 2010 paper by political scientists Brendan Nyhan and Jason Reifler. Um, and since that initial paper, this effect's been observed repeatedly, but now um, none of this research showed that the backfire effect is inevitable. There seemed to be some intricacies as to when and how strongly it showed up. So to take one example, it appeared to afflict conservatives more than liberals but it's still one of those satisfying ideas that seems to explain the world really nicely. After all, that this isn't a problem restricted to the current election. Every year, the internet's misinformation situation seems to get worse. Um, except two upcoming studies in the backfire effect call into question its very existence. These studies collected far more subjects than the original backfire study and both find effectively no backfire effect at all. And unlike the original study, the subjects in these new ones weren't just college students. They were thousands of people of all ages from around the country. So if the new findings hold up, it's a very important uh, correction. It suggests that overall fact-checking may be more likely to cause people, even partisans, to update their beliefs rather than cling more tightly to them. So, um, So we've learned nothing. Well, I mean, just hopefully, this is a bigger study and therefore more true, and we shouldn't give up on the concept of giving people correct information as a way to sway their opinion. Which that seems so illogical.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, lies are just more exciting. Yeah, <laughs> more, and we know that as comedians. You know that if you, you know, we glorify the truth a little bit.
3: There's a there's a crocodile on, on the ISS. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for
2: this paper, uh, the co-authors tested 36 issues on 8100 subjects. They presented the respondents recruited on Amazon Mechanical Turk, I don't know what that is, with various real-world false claims, with half also being exposed to a correction of the false claim. Wood and Porter then compared how much those in the no-correction group believed each item on a 1-5 to scale, as opposed to those in the correction group. The respondents were also asked about their political beliefs, allowing the authors to compare the effects of a given correction on people from different parts of the political spectrum. As the paper notes, the experiments were set up in ways to maximize the chances of a backlash effect being observed. Many of the issues the respondents were asked about were extremely politically charged, abortion and gun violence and illegal immigration, and the experiment was conducted during one of the most heated and unusual presidential elections in modern history. Um, The idea was something like, well, if we can't find the backfire effect here with a big sample size under these sort of conditions, then we can safely question whether it exists. Uh, and And that's what happened across all experiments, they write, we found only one issue capable of triggering backfire, where the weapons of mass destruction were found in Iraq in 2003. Even there, changing the wording of the item in the question eliminated the backfire effect.
3: May I ask, th- this, is it just America, or is this a world study? Because This was just an American study, but... Because, like, this is one thing I, I was thinking of. I-, I don't mind if people re- are religious or, or whatever, but uh, I-, I read somewhere... Again, I don't even know if it's ultimately true, but that uh, uh, about half of Americans believe that Adam and Eve were real people. Right. And even though there's no facts at all, I mean, it obviously doesn't make any sense that they were. Uh, And so when you start thinking that uh, they think that that's real and that the vice president is a creationist himself, that facts go out of the window. So actually, it's it's just like if you show them facts, it doesn't even matter because feelings trump facts. And so if you think that the world is 6,000 years old and Adam and Eve created everybody on Earth, uh, then then it doesn't matter if you showed them a fact because is not important, But with something like yeah. that,
2: that's, um, like with Adam and Eve, when it comes to matters of religion, that's not something that can be directly refuted in the way that you could with something like WMD's Found yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think a good
1: example is Brexit. When you guys had that the run-up to Brexit, mm. where I was in Britain, there was a lot of guys on the news who were pro-Brexit who were going, we're sick of your facts. And do you remember yeah, all you know, that? Yeah, I've all seen, I've seen uh, Ian is, Duncan Smith said... you're um, coming in here with your professionals and your <laughs> yeah. facts. We
3: don't care about those. Yeah, yeah like, Ian Duncan wow, Smith said uh, people don't care about now. experts. Oh, it was
2: Michael Gove. It was Michael, oh, Gove. It was Michael Gove. But, um, but yeah... But no,
3: actually, you know what? It was Ian Duncan Smith. No, I think you'll find.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See why I did that. Very, okay. very good. Very good. Um, but, um, but yeah, when it comes to stuff like Adam and Eve, that you you can't disprove it in the same way that you could disprove a no, you can. correlation
3: between mm, vaccines and. You, can. you really can. You really, <laughs> really, really, really can uh like again uh, you know if you go back to the paleoanthropology thing you can certainly don't disprove, fuck with me you, can you, disprove you, you, the you 6, can't tell years. me that two homo sapiens just came out of fucking nowhere and then spread everybody on earth
2: well hang on a no. second hang no. on no Hang on, it depends, it depends what version of the Adam and Eve story you want to talk about. And like if where their about...
3: spaceship crashed and... I'm talking about... If you're <laughs> talking I'm, about I'm creationism,
2: a... <laughs> then absolutely, I'll give you that. That's point. what I
3: mean. Yeah. About half the people think that the Adam and Eve, the biblical Adam and Eve... But when you're... Okay, but when... I'm not you... talking about a, like a sort of metaphorical Adam and Eve, which if there are, then we're talking about yeah, 10,000, sort of around 10,000 Adam and Church Eve. The Church of in-
2: England Christianity, where they're like, well, Adam and Eve did exist, but they might... they they were They were also... They might not have been like the only source of humanity on the uh, like that sort of talking way, and and this this six days could also mean like days in a <laughs> I, in in the oh, sense right. of a movement or a an existence. So it could be like a thousand.
3: Right. Well. Oh, right. So in storytelling, yeah, Adam and Eve exist uh, metaphorically; they exist, but uh, literally, with facts, uh, no, they did they, they, they did not. Yeah, uh, and also like the first names on ever on Earth would not be Adam or Eve <laughs> as well. Yeah. They would be called someone something different with more clicks, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, correct.
0: Or guttural noises. Yeah, I guess you know, the saying is you can't reason someone out of an opinion they didn't reason themselves into. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. But this this is uh, this is good that the backfire effect might not exist. I was thinking that um, what if we spent the money we spend on those bullshit. Pass it on billboards, whoever the values foundation that pays for those, which I assume is like a non-profit. You guys have seen those, right? Like, the pass it on. Like, there's one on, I just drove by like Ventura Boulevard, there's one of John Wayne, and it just says, don't much like quitters, son. Grit. Pass it on. Like, it's the most vague, trite bullshit, but they spend all this money on billboards. Is that a billboard for the concept of grit? For the concept of grit. They have tons of these. and i'm sure they're tax exempt and it's got to be like, i've i've asked i've like added them on twitter like just to be like what is your deal you, are you guys like a bunch of supervillains like what, it's way too weird they have this money to just do this vague bullshit why not use that money for billboards to just teach people about fucking using snopes
2: hey uh, <laughs> we have to say goodbye to one of our guests oh, and we'll do shit. one extra story with with jj but uh eric
3: where can our listeners find out more about you and your work just i guess my social medias uh-huh. Which, is, which is my name Eric Lampert I'm sure my name Will be in the description You spell that again be. For everybody Just so they can L-A-M-P-A-E-R-T And we will put links To
2: that on both The description of the show And on ProbablyScience.com
3: Guys thank you so much I love, I love science stuff Thanks for thank having me. you us. for I really enjoyed Ross it over. <laughs> uh, Yeah well, You know what actually I can actually stay here While my Uber arrives Okay And as soon as my Uber goes I'm just gonna sneak Sounds away Sounds good You do so that I'm doing that Deal. now
2: do that. Hey, you know what else you can find on probablyscience.com? You find the donation page.
0: Yeah, you can definitely do that. Thank you to everyone who has donated. Let me bring up a list real quick. Um, we've got a bunch of people since last week.
2: While you find that, I can also tell you about... You can find links to our new sponsor.
0: The curio- oh, I thought you were going to say it. The Curiosity Box by Vsauce. I thought we
2: were doing like a one-two thing.
0: Oh, I was looking up donors. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, yeah, the Curiosity Box by Vsauce. Uh, a subscription service where every month...
0: Every quarter, yeah, every quarter.
1: You don't have, you maybe I should that? be the one. <laughs> there you go, spreading your lies again.
2: <laughs> you got the info in front of us. I just got the first box, and it's pretty damn cool.
0: Yeah, they sent us one so we can get an example of the kind of things that are that are inside these boxes. Um, as <laughs> the <laughs> pictures that are coming up on the TV. <laughs> Compadies Whitmer time on my TV.
2: Hey, it's a box of the kind of things that if you're a listener and enjoyer of our show, you're probably going to like. Uh, this box includes... Science-themed clothing, and you, you might get a book. You'll that, get. You might get a book that you really want to read, written by an author that you very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might get experiments. Yeah. Cool little gadgets.
0: And uh, like I, said, I described last week, it's basically if you ever liked going to hands-on museums as a kid, which I'm guessing most of our listeners did, it's it's the kind of stuff that you, this will tickle you. It's it's really fun, cool sci tech, geeky stuff. The kind of stuff
2: that's in the gift shop on the way out that your parents never let you have.
0: Right. Now you're an adult and you can get it yourself. (laughs) Um, And uh, listeners who are uh, ordering their first Curiosity Box get a free Vsauce beanie. And I didn't really mention this summer, Vsauce is the the show hosted by Michael Stevens, who I was working on a show with all summer. And it's a great YouTube channel that has um, uh, 15 million subscribers. And it's really, really... Interesting stuff. Like every episode is is is, re- uh, is deeply researched and tons of uh, really interesting science info, but also super entertaining. So check out Vsauce. They started this thing, the Curiosity Box. Again, it comes every quarter, and um, every box is guaranteed to have at least eighty five dollars worth of value, and it only costs you forty five plus shipping and handling. Every box has an exclusive t-shirt, science experiments, and a total of five to seven geeky science toys and gear. It's a s- great thing s- for the s- holidays. A great it's, a gift. Gift for it's a great Christmas for a kid. gift great Christmas
1: kid. I got a little 10-year-old science niece.
0: Yeah, I'll show you some of the stuff and, uh, that was in our example box when you leave. It's all over there. It's awesome. really cool like, stuff. I got her
1: crystals last year. she's still oh, been, nice. she's been making them all year. So that, this sounds Sweet.
0: exactly like what she would want to think. Well, there she you would go. Get the, your, get the
2: science niece in your family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's yes. Yep. Visit curiositybox.com <laughs> slash probably science and order yours for yourself awesome, or a loved man. one. Um, yeah, again, it's uh, curiositybox.com slash probably science. I'm still here. My Uber's not working. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Just in case listeners were like, Eric sneaked off. No, I'm
3: still here. <laughs> Where are you heading off to? Uh, I'm going to a music festival.
0: Oh, who's playing?
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just gonna, I'm just going. It's just all
1: the a, dice, which it, yeah. is a very Western American thing, isn't it? We're just <laughs> heading into the desert for a bit. We've this, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I do like that's yeah, one yeah. great thing about. But that's here. also We're the just... problem
0: with comedy audiences. We're going to see comedy, a comedian, you know. It's comedy. It's like, oh, I hope you aren't mad that it's not what you're yeah. expecting. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope you don't come back going, I don't
1: like comedy. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not that broad. A, it's like although, saying I don't like music. Although I will <laughs>
2: say, with comedy, comedy is unlike music you can sort of have people wildly different on the same bill and it works. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, you but never, like, it, Like you never get, like, Bell and Sebastian and Metallica sharing... Well, with, on like,
0: Jules Holland. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can, but... Uh, but, yeah, if, you, if you're a big fan of Yakov like, Smirnoff and you walk into a Doug Stanhope show, you're probably going to be... That's also true. Yeah. Not knocking Yakov yeah. knock Smirnoff. I'm waiting for that guy to have a huge revival with this new administration. Or the amount of times that you do talk co- <laughs> talk to people
1: who think that comedy is terrible and then you just ask them what their experience right. was. Yeah, they went to one to open mic. Like like yes, yeah. like just a group of people calling themselves comedians for the night. Right, right, go, right.
0: God, how, how can I change your mind? Oh, we're going to have just, I've already said this, but we're going to have just four years of the worst comedy. <laughs> it's that, not going to be good. That's what people,
2: you gonna? Oh, oh, I bet Trump's going to be good for comedy. Oh, no. no. Firstly, what monsters does it make us wanting that for the world just for the sake of some jokes? But also... Like Bush wasn't good for comedy. Also, the, Bush the, was good. Bush was good uh, for like those books that get sold for five dollars next to the cash register yeah. at Borders that have like funny quotations that an yeah. intern found. Uh,
1: also, those jokes don't stop existing. Like it's still Trump still exists. You didn't have to make him the leader of the free world, <laughs> right, but yeah. we would still be able to churn out. Like you're telling me that there were no Trump jokes two years ago. There's been Trump jokes around. since... yeah, the yeah and before. they would so, persist for
2: the remaining four
1: yeah, years. Like it's so not. We
0: didn't need to victimized the country for it but. the it has been around so long I remember hearing a, a joke in the 80s a, a dumb street joke but like exactly. about uh, him crossing the street and getting hit by a car and then he's in the hospital he's like what yeah. happened did you cro- did you have the it, did you have the green light he's like I don't know I just saw a sign that said Don T. Walk <laughs> Yeah, it, come on guys yeah, yeah, <laughs> Donald <yeah>. Trump circa <laughs> 1986 oh, oh, exactly I he's can't on on believe the someone who made that mistake just chimps- got elected I know
1: right <laughs> So it's, yeah. yeah, it's already been churned out. We've we've, uh, we've mined all the yeah. Trump jokes possible. So
0: That's why really the hard-hitting stuff is like to make fun of uh, his name in it. It would have been
1: more funny to watch him to, like continue on his circuit, you know, to continue going, you know, to be complaining about not winning. Oh yeah. Be, like, Cuz that's going, what we were oh, that we, would have been hilarious. Remember how oh, 2
0: weeks ago we were all worried that he was going to start this thing called Trump TV? That's what yeah. scared us. <laughs> that's yeah. what scared us. <laughs> he's preparing to start his own network when he loses nope it's worse than that okay we're not always going to talk about this I promise
1: I know that's what we have to do in comedy is, too is now. Is I'm gonna your,
0: guys I'm going to be here for some science political? I'm just going to have to stay here for is, some science is that until
3: it, just, it, won't, like, it won't find it do you want to try Lyft I haven't got Lyft
0: oh you know what go download it and use my code and you'll get uh, a free first ride
3: but do I have to put my credit card in there you do I haven't got it, I haven't uh, got it with me I can't live life right now. <laughs> guys, I'm just going to... Thanks, just, Trump. Let's just What's do, it doing? Let's just do some science. This is this Trump let's again? Let's do yeah. some science, yeah. Let's just do some science. I'll work All it All right, out. do you
0: guys like the idea of a study about how to have a happy sex life or what obesity does to your babies or... Um I
3: have a science question
1: for you. Go guys. for it. Oh, yeah. I just saw it on the news this morning. But they've discovered two moose in Alaska locked in the ice and they're mid-fight. No. We'll be able to, yes. Well, that sounds
2: like a story we should be closing this episode th- on. Well,
1: that's, I thought you guys might like, because that's why I wanted to, I want to know why. And autocorrected to... Like it's like they've been flash frozen. Um, they're in, yeah, moose trapped in ice in... No way. Yeah, see it? See, I'm not lying. JJ just saved this episode. So, so I'm like, so this is just on the news this morning, and I'm like, how... Yeah, like, what kind of superhero has flash dried them, or... What would be the reason why their this antlers sticking th- up out of the ice? Their antlers are locked, as if in battle. But I'm like, unless oh, well, th- this unless is they're like, this affectionately th- leaning heads against
3: each other, knowing that the apocalypse was coming. And but this is this is before where like animals will get locked like they're, so they oh, like, horns hol- or get antlers locked, get, yeah. get locked, and then they actually just get tired because they can't separate. Right. So that's, I'm just guessing here oh, that, right, that, okay. that they got so tired that it's not like they're currently in a like. They, they, it's not like they just bumped head and then all of a sudden they froze like they're, they're, the impact was so hard that they froze time <laughs> I think they just they just got they just got stuck and then they and got then, tired and then 10 feet of water okay, came well, let's along and slowly
0: me. froze them over well, let's, let's let National Geographic
1: explain what you happened you found the answer too quickly <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. damn it I had I had I had <laughs> quicksand <laughs> theories <laughs> I had I had all kinds of, I had like well we
3: can edit <laughs> what I said later on and then <laughs> let's just go back to like not knowing <laughs> oh god it might be uh, it might be Jesus or something <laughs> maybe they love each other and, uh...
0: <laughs> okay so the moose was first found by uh, okay, well let's back up yeah, two bull moose ended up locked in Mortal Kombat forever their final battle literally frozen in time two hikers found the animals earlier this month encased in eight inches of ice in Una Unalakleet Alaska along the Bering Strait two bulls got in a tussle over some ladies and ended up being put on ice Jeff Erickson who was invited to see the moose by the hikers wrote on Facebook Thank you, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> the plan is to remove them intact for a unique head mount. In fact, Erickson wrote a few days later that the, bull, the moose had been removed from the ice. Now to get them cleaned up, he wrote. Finding and removing the moose was likely a once-in-a-lifetime experience, he added. The moose was first found by Erickson's friend, Brad Webster, a science and social studies teacher who was touring the grounds of a Bible camp closing, yeah. that he maintains with a with a friend named Chris who was new to Alaska. The moose most likely were battling over territory or access to a female when they got their antlers stuck together. Aha! The friends noted on Facebook, males tend to be most aggressive toward each other during the fall mating season. There's a good chance they drown in the frigid water, which quickly hardened to ice as temperature dropped. And um, Bill Samuel, a retired biologist and moose expert at University of Alberta in Canada, said he'd never seen anything quite like it, though he's aware that the strength of the powerful animals in irregular shapes or antlers can occasionally result in tangling but the animals can't escape. Look at that It's
3: amazing,
0: isn't it? It's, it's like two
1: cactus yeah. coming out of the I snow. didn't
3: know that the plural for moose it's was moose. moose. You thought it was meese? Or mooses. mooses?
0: Mooses. I think it's one of those things where it's not inappropriate to do that, but it's not... Right? Can you say mooses and not be wrong?
1: I think it's not... It's yeah, yeah, it's it's wrong, oh, okay. but I think uh, if you wanted, you could You could say, say fishes, it. but there's yeah, like, that, prob- exactly. that probably means
0: species of fish, the way peoples means like... Yeah. more than one p- group of group of humanity right. yeah. Yeah, yeah have you guys ever and what's seen like a moose group? have you guys of ever seen a moose I have oh I was charged by how, a moose how huge they are and... I was charged by a moose oh really I never told you guys this story no, <laughs> no. I was in Montana uh, with my family when I was like 10 years old we went on a hike and um, suddenly my dad or my uncle stopped me and we saw that we were like 15 feet away from this uh, cow moose, female cow moose is that what you call it uh, don't look at me like I'm lady, the authority lady moose. <laughs> You're Canadian, how can you not be the authority
1: on this? A lady moose And yeah. then we
0: realized on this path that we were like 15 feet from this lady moose And also on the <laughs> other side were its uh, moose cubs I don't know, what do you call baby mooses? Mini moose cubs. Moose? Yeah. So we just stood there and we were like Oh shit, we're separating her from her babies, that's not good But it wasn't doing anything so we just stood and looked for a little bit I think my uncle took a picture and then the rest is kind of a blur. And then I sort of regain memory like thirty seconds later. My dad tells a story that like, well, I, I can picture it as kind of a sound. It starts to like, yeah, it's charged at its full speed. The mother did. Yeah, yeah. And Whoa. my dad. Um, They're big as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, how and moose took my parking spot once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the story my dad always tells is like he, he ran and he didn't see me anywhere. And he assumed I got trampled, but I was just faster than anybody else. I was the first one to go and I was just like miles ahead of them. How old were you at this point? Like 10. And there is a picture my uncle got when it starts to charge with the cameras still thinks he's starting to run, <laughs> but still got the picture. <laughs> I mean it just wanted to scare us it only ran for like probably 50 feet but like it was fucking fast I'm gonna be a things. dick
3: and say that I'm, I might trump you on this Oh, oh I'm I, sure you know. I, oh, yeah. I got uh, charged by a giraffe okay that, that does yeah which is pretty fucking terrifying and then they went for me and my, me and my dad as well uh, what did you do and uh, they, they, they you know the, the way they attack is with their neck and they swung Oh, and okay. uh, my, I was luckily A bit further away My dad had to actually Genuinely just sort of Jump out <laughs> Whoa uh, My dad's a jockey So he's a tiny So if he oh, got hit by this is not yeah, So that. if he got hit by A giraffe's head He would have flown uh, <laughs> yeah. Which would have been amazing Wow How tall are you by the way I'm 6'4 And your dad's a jockey Yeah Okay He's <laughs> tiny I've got my mum's body um, How wow, tall's that's... your mum My mum's like s- six six one.
0: Okay Wow Interesting.
2: So your dad yeah. must have like as much as a giraffe is terrifying, he must have fallen off a large number of horses over over the years. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Hey, he was an awful jockey. <laughs> <laughs> like any any jockey, any jockey will fall by the way, there's look at that, look at that picture.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I, I feel like this is going to get old to the listeners if we're talking about pictures they can't That's see. That's true. But we should
2: put them up on the website. Um,
3: um,
2: but yeah, like every everyone who's like ridden horses over the years falls off them from time to time, right?
3: Yeah, you know, he fell, he fell off a few times, but he, he, he did a very good job. I'm very proud of him as a, as a jockey. Thank you. Uh, guys, bit of good news. My Uber's here, so nice, I, will, finally. I will leave. Thank you so much, and keep sciencing. <laughs> <joining> <laughs> Thank, Thank you for joining us. I came home right. from... Uh,
1: see you this, there, bud? This guy goes back to when i was working in banff we came home one day uh from the gondola from sulfur mountain gondola in banff and there was a moose in my parking spot just sitting there in between two cars and i remember me and my roommates were sitting in my car looking at the moose trying to figure out what to do the parking lot was full other than my spot and the moose is just sitting there looking at us And all I remember was this this, uh, massive animal who eventually, staring at us, then tilted his head. Uh Uh-huh. Just tilted his head slightly, which made us go... Oh, okay, yeah, we got. Yeah. Uh, it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, that's his way of looking at us, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's time for you to move on. Like, okay, all right, we're, yeah. we're going. Right. He's not, not
0: going, it. friend. Like, he's, yeah, no, he's going. Hey, how all about right, you stop just, looking yeah. at me Can right about now? Drink so we get out of okay, here
1: now, because it's time. It's
2: time for bed. <laughs> this conversation's
1: over. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking
0: moose. It was moose! <laughs> loose. Uh so actually I we we stopped in the way of on the on the way towards thanking our donors a little bit ago. So I'm going to do a little bit of that. Thank you Caroline Lako, for the monthly donation. It's very generous. We really appreciate it. Um we also got one from Paul Freeland that came in this past week and uh a one-off from Jared Pesic. Um and he referenced uh, his refreshing as he's drinking nice that was a big donation we really appreciate it Jared thank you so much yeah
2: and uh, and uh, Jared listens well
0: engineering doesn't he Hang on. did I miss oh yeah he also sent an email if you want to bring that up uh, talking about his work I think uh, Lindsay Eiserman, thank you for your monthly donation um, Destruction Lane always love that uh, Justin Broad's monthly came in as did Peter Long's and um, David Worth's Thank you guys all oh yeah, so Jared is with the
2: oh god damn it, what are you doing? stupid fucking google Docs uh Jared is a merchant marine uh working as a second mate that's two below a captain. ah screw you people, one below a captain uh in charge of the quality of all the seven point five million gallons of fuel they carry uh and it says um part of what I do is work in a fuel quality test lab finding out the flash point of our products uh is 60 degrees celsius spinning fuel in the cel- centrifuge and running it through filters for sediment and water content uh which apparently takes quite a while to do so we uh we're keeping jared company during all of this
0: yeah thanks for listening glad we could uh help make your centrifuging more enjoyable
2: oh also volunteering as a an expert if we need it on celestial navigation uh, marina met- meteorology or knots. <laughs>
0: Not the concept of knots. The
2: concept of knots. I guess. I, I guess like they it. still. You still have to know a good knot. What's the best knot you know, JJ? Um,
1: you know, I was a Cub Scout, so. But I. I honestly. Could you I, do yeah, a bowline right now?
0: Gun to your head. Could you tie me a bowline? I don't think so. I think yeah. that's that's like an important one. That's like <laughs> the one that, that's. The, the holy grail of I'm barely sure of how well my shoes are tied <laughs> these days,
2: but uh, I did I do remember knowing you just shoes. glued them together. Yeah, Is what? that, yeah what's this? You just glue them and then cut them apart. That's <laughs> not definitely not the right way.
0: Yeah, I get bored. I did learn uh, a new and better way to tie your shoes a couple years ago. Then I forgot it. There's a way that saves you like two seconds per shoe that someone just developed oh, in the really? last couple of years, and it looks the same, but it's not quite the same knot. But I I forgot it.
1: um, there's a, Kerry Marks does an impressive knot when he turns his microphone, so he's a comedian magician out of Britain. Have you ever seen him do that, where he turns his microphone into a, a hand? hands-free? No! Yeah, he's able to loop the cord around his thing and then make a little, uh, little tiny, like, slip knot type thing, slides the mic into it, boom, and it sits on his chest, like a <laughs> necklace, awesome. bang, and he's yeah. I've always been impressed with that knot. <laughs> it doesn't we, fuck up it it
0: the. It doesn't make the cord. No, sufficiently loose. Sounds great.
1: Freezes hands, and uh, that's yeah, it's awesome. Pretty impressive move. Mm-hmm.
2: I've always. I've forgotten about that because he hasn't yeah. done magic on stage for many years now. But like, yeah, that used to yeah. be. It's a cool move. The first time
1: you see it, you're like, "Wow, what was that?" He just does it smoothly. Yeah. And boom, yeah.
2: All of a sudden, he's just wearing a mic around his neck. Yeah. Um. Hey, JJ. Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you and more importantly your brand new album um, yeah my brand new album just came out on iTunes uh, yesterday
1: nice, so congrats. that's exciting it charted I, it was on the charts yesterday. I'm not sure if I'm still on the charts sweet. now but that's exciting so it's my first first one with an American company sweet and it's all uh, exciting stuff so It's is JJ Whitehead uh, the album's called Fool Disclosure and uh, yeah so please look it up you, you check know, it out check we'll it post up. a link to that on Thanks property yeah. If you
2: buy it uh, through Amazon using our link, we get a little kickback. It costs you no extra. I'm not saying you should necessarily go through Amazon, but if you happen to be going there anyway, then use our link. Um, and, and, uh, and oh, you know, so if
0: you're doing any Christmas shopping, holiday shopping there also, yeah, don't
1: forget. Um, yeah, and it's got no politics. And if there's anything that all of us want right now, it's maybe a bunch of comedy without any politics. Yeah, well, so uh, yeah, yeah. it's one thing I can promise you if you Well, buy also, while
2: well, we're talking about shopping, this will be coming out before Black Friday. I'm not sure quite a number of you will be shopping on Amazon for that. Yeah. Use our link first. Make it, um, make it your Amazon If you bookmark. are buying anything, yeah, make it your bookmarks. You don't have to remember. That was a great tip that one of our listeners suggested. Now I don't ever have to remember to type anything in or go through our website first. I just start typing in Amazon, and it automatically auto-completes mm-hmm. with our link. It costs you not a penny more, but it gives us um, a surprising... Uh, Commission on that So that's uh, It definitely helps us Keep this thing going And doing what we do So we really appreciate that And we also appreciate Everyone who donates Hugely that's great And everyone who isn't able to donate And isn't shopping on Amazon But just spreads the word Because that is an awesome thing You can do for no money Uh, Telling people about our show Twittering Facebooking Um writing nice things about us on iTunes, subscribing if you're not already a subscriber.
0: Yeah, even if you don't listen to us in iTunes, you can, if you could just open up iTunes and click subscribe just so yeah. it that actually helps us with uh, getting up in the ratings and getting new people um, to hear about us. So Yeah,
1: I had an ex-girlfriend who didn't do iTunes uh, like about a year and a half ago, and we used to listen to Probable Science, I think on through your website, wasn't it? Like, you can stream yeah. it on our yeah. site. Yeah, There's a lot of ways. I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're, in, we're like, in the Google was, Play Store now, too. If she right? saw me on iTunes, she, I used to get yelled at, so I always... <laughs> Had to why? Come here. I don't know. it might be a reason why we're not together anymore. Oh. But uh, but yes, I always used to uh, get you guys directed, not let I don't know, it's one of those I, I, iTunes I don't want to subscribe to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah people gave us some nice reviews recently, a new listener, uh Flavia Maria, thank you for the five-star review. She said she just discovered the Probably Science podcast, and uh, she enjoys it more than Nerdist and Radiolab. Suck it! Suck it! Wildly more successful (laughs) shows with
2: far higher production values and quality.
0: So yeah, give us, uh, throw us a a review or a subscribe, and um, also don't forget to visit curiositybox.com slash probably science to order your Curiosity Box for yourself or your loved one. It's a great gift.
1: I am totally into that idea. I think that's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. we'll show show you the
2: one that we got, um, have a little look through, and then... Yeah, yeah, birthday present for, or Christmas present for the niece. I think yeah. she's
0: going to love it. And <laughs> actually, send send your niece a link to Vsauce, that YouTube channel. It's really, I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, if you guys haven't watched it, check it out.
2: Cool. Awesome. Well, JJ and the now departed, the now sadly departed Eric, thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us, guys, on behalf of the
1: departed. Yes. Thank so you for having us, fellas.
0: Congrats on the album.
1: Thanks, mm, man. give it
0: a listen. Thanks very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.